This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Cross, host of the Women in Leadership podcast. This week's episode is one I recorded a while ago covering the five things that will keep your business stuck. Now it was for a special series I recorded specifically for coaches. The Coaches Connection series was a series that I created to help coaches build a successful business. Now if you're not a coach, stay where you are because I know that the points and principles I'm about to share are very relevant to you as well. So grab a pen and paper and get ready to take down lots of notes. Now, after recording this episode, I did go on to record many, many more episodes, including a special 10-part podcast series, which I called the Biz Success Series for Coaches. Now, stay tuned till the end of this particular episode, and I'm going to share with you the link so that you can access the 10-part podcast series to learn how you can get noticed, hired, and paid what you're worth in your coaching business. Now, let's get on to the show. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Cross. I'm going to do something a little bit differently in today's show, and that is to introduce to you my first episode of what I'm calling the Coaches Connection Series. And in each of these episodes, I'll be bringing you a different business building topic to help you, if you're a coach, stand out in the marketplace, build strong business foundations so you can build the business of your dreams doing what you love. Let me know, what topic would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode of the Coaches Connection series? Or maybe you've got a specific question, something that you're stuck on that you'd love me to answer because you've just started up your own coaching business. Or maybe you've been in the coaching business for a while and haven't quite built the business of your dreams yet. I'd love to hear what it is that you're struggling with so that I can bring that to your attention and you know, share some tips and strategies in an upcoming episode. Today I'm going to be talking about five common things that I see has business coaches, life coaches, any sort of coaching business stuck if you're continuing to do those five things. So if you haven't got a pen and paper handy, go and grab one now so that you can take some notes down to take with you into your own business and work on overcoming those because if they're happening in your business, it's something that will certainly keep you stuck. Alrighty, so the first common thing that will keep your business stuck is what I call busyness. And this is where you're doing so many different things in your business, you're spreading yourself too thin. What can often happen is that you'll create overwhelm in your business. And this is something that for many years I continue to struggle with as well till I put some firm things in place. So we'll talk in a moment about what you can do. The second thing is when you're not clear on the focus on the things that you need to do, you know, must do action steps to help you achieve your goals. And if you don't know the most important tasks, it's going to be very difficult. I have a system which I call the Ambitious Entrepreneur's Pathway to Prosperity, and there's five levels. 
And in level one, that is when someone is just starting out in business. And if you don't have the key elements in place in level one, it's going to be very difficult for you to build a successful business because you you know need to go through then from level one to level two and so forth. And what I often find is that uh, we have ambitious coaches trying to do things in level two and level three and just not really build the traction. So we'll talk about some of the must-do action steps that you need to be doing in your business in a moment. The third one, the third common reason why you might be getting in your own way and the things that can keep your business stuck is what I call the new shiny object. And that's where you continue to chase the new shiny object. And I can certainly relate to this as well, particularly when it comes to different social media tools or pieces of technology that uh, come to the market and you think, oh, that's going to help me in my business. But unfortunately, what happens is it continues to drag your focus away on what you should be working on. And again, it can often cause overwhelm. The fourth one is procrastination. And I think we can all really relate to procrastination as keeping us stuck from completing tasks and things that we you know, have set for ourselves, but we just don't get around to. We keep putting it off and putting it off. And the last one, the last point, common reason why you're keeping your business stuck or you're getting in your own way is treating your business like a hobby. And it's not making or taking powerful biz building steps. So those are the five things that I want to talk about today. Now, what I'm going to do is talk about each briefly and in upcoming shows, if these are areas that you continue to struggle with, let me know and I'll dedicate an entire episode to really bringing you some key steps. But for the meantime, let's just point out some one or two things that you can take away with you from today's episode that you can start implementing in your business. And I'm sure it'll make a significant difference. Let's talk about busyness and spreading yourself too thin because you're doing too many things. You know, sometimes when you're first starting out, you don't have the money to really fund or to support yourself by hiring a team. So what ends up happening is you do everything from administration through to working with your clients, through to marketing, through to bookkeeping and a lot of tasks in between. But what's really important is that you focus on the tasks that are really going to get you in front of your clients. You might be building, you know, the best website. You might be putting out there an incredible social media campaign and doing all of the admin type tasks. But you know what? If you're not getting clients, if you're not getting out there and networking and building relationships with prospective clients and not enrolling clients into your programs, then you'll find yourself wearing out very, very quickly and uh, often running out of money, particularly if you're not generating any money to fund that. So what you need to be very mindful is of is what sort of tasks are you working on? And how much return on investment are they generating for your business? For instance, if you're doing the filing or the bookkeeping and you absolutely hate those particular tasks, then it's going to take you often three or four times longer to do those tasks than if you were to put aside, you know, budgets of money and invest in, in some team. And often what I find is, you know, my clients or ambitious entrepreneurs say, we well, you know what, I can't afford that. I can't afford that cost. But if you are to sit down and work out the real cost of not investing in a team member, it really is quite astronomical. For instance, it's not just the three or four hours 
that takes you to do something. Let's take bookkeeping, for instance. And this is an actual client of mine where for years she did the bookkeeping herself. And when we did a bit of a cost analysis on what it was really costing her, she was surprised. Not only did it take three or four hours for her to do her bookkeeping, two weeks before she needed to get her information, financial information together and have a deadline here in Australia, it's called our BAS, our Business Activity Statement, where we need to lodge that for um, the tax office. Every you know quarter we need to do that. So every time the quarter was nearing, she would start stressing. She would start in her mind thinking, oh, I've got to get that together and oh, I'm not going to enjoy it. So she was already expending, you know, costing her the energy. And when she was thinking about that, even if it was just at the back of her mind, she wasn't fully concentrating on the tasks at hand. Anyway, long story short, thank goodness she decided to invest in a bookkeeper. She put money aside and she realized it wasn't a cost. It was actually an investment in her business because it only took a bookkeeper an hour, if not even an hour, every quarter to input to all of the data into the computer system to balance it out, reconcile it, to do the reporting and off it went. Now she said, that's just incredible. You know, I didn't have to worry anymore about the fact that I needed to do all of this bookkeeping and get all my finances in order because of the deadlines. I didn't need to worry about that anymore. All I needed to do was just continue, you know, filing all of the documentation and then hand it over to my bookkeeper when she came in. She said, it's just incredible. By freeing up my time, freeing up my energy, I'm able to create programs and packages and go out there and network with clients and really start working on activities that she enjoyed, that she really loved to do and getting out there in front of her ideal client so that she could start promoting and marketing her products and services. So stop spreading yourself too thin, becoming overwhelmed because you're trying to do everything yourself. It doesn't work. Busyness, just, you know, you might think, wow, it's great because I'm really busy in my business. But if you're really honest with yourself, that busyness is often costing you much, much more in terms of stopping you, preventing you from getting out there and doing the tasks and working on those activities that you know at the end of the day is going to generate you income. All right, let's have a look at the second one. This is not knowing which are the important tasks, the things that you need to be doing in your business. And so when you don't have the focus or if you're unsure on the must-do action steps, you often then will end up working on the wrong activities. You know, you might have the question, what activities should I be working on? My answer is it really, it depends. But here are some common things that you need to ensure that you have in place. Often as a coach, and you'll hear me repeat again and again in upcoming series, and if you've been following me for a while, particularly my articles, you will hear me say that to really generate a great income for yourself to get paid what you're worth, position yourself as a specialist in your field, you really need to stop trading dollars for hours. What do I mean by stopping trading dollars for hours? That's often the typical model that coaches will follow in that a client will come, they'll see you for an hour and you charge them for that hour. You know, that is one of the greatest ways of devaluing your services. Now, for some of you, for you, you might be sitting there listening and thinking, what are you talking about, Anne-Marie? That's the way that I've been taught. That's the way that a lot of the coaches are doing, you know, their business model, creating the whole business model around that. I'm here to tell you that if that's what you've been doing, make a commitment to yourself to no longer do that because it's so important that you start to create 
packages and programs will have some signature system that you are marketing and promoting and bringing to the world of your inner brilliance and the work that you do with your clients. That's really important. You have to have a a signature system. You have to have some form of way of um, getting out there and really promoting yourself. You've got to have a great way to introduce yourself, be very clear on your brand, your signature brand, so that you can continue to distinguish your services from your competitors. And why are you different? That's really important. Those are two key things. Having a signature brand, having that signature system, or some program that you can start promoting that's not just by the hour, that has other elements as well. And that's something that I can certainly help you with. Certainly reach out if you need support in that area. And really just having a simple way of getting out there and marketing and promoting so that your ideal client can understand that you are the person, that you have the solution to their problem. Now, notice that I mentioned the word your ideal client. That's another key element in what I call the level one of the ambitious entrepreneur's pathway to success. That's a program that I take my clients through is that if you are a coach and you are working with anyone and everyone while your services and your expertise can help anyone and everyone if you are marketing to everyone and anyone then you'll find that you're probably not really making much leverage at all is because your marketing message will speak to no one you've got to be very clear on who is your niche market who is your ideal client what are they struggling with so really encourage you to spend some time in defining who it is that you do your best work with so those are the three key things minimum you know key three things that you need to identify is who is my niche market what's my signature brand and to have some sort of signature system that you can go out a program that you can go out and promote yourself and become known as an expert in those would be some of the must-do action steps and of course a very simple marketing plan for getting that message out there to your ideal client we can talk about that further in some upcoming episodes of our Coaches Connection series. It's so new, I had to remind myself of what I've called it. Okay, let's move on to the third point, and that is a stuck chasing the new shiny object. So I'm sure you've heard of the new shiny object syndrome, and this is where you can become very unfocused. And I know when I was victim, falling victim, what happened for me was I was trying to keep up with all of the new social media tools that were coming out in the marketplace. And I have to tell you, it got to a stage where it was just so overwhelming. Now, I'm on Twitter. I've got my own Twitter account. Actually, I've got several. I mean, I've been using it for a while now, but I can recall back when I first started, it was very overwhelming. You know, Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and all of those key things. If you're just starting out and you find it all so overwhelming, then I've got great news for you. Don't try and do everything at once. Just pick one thing and leverage it till you really become familiar with it. But there's something that you need to be mindful of first before you even select that one thing is to really research and find out, is my ideal client my niche market, are they um, hanging out there too? Is the method that I'm creating or selecting and really creating my content in that area, am I really going to reach out to my ideal client? And I'll give you an example. One of my clients who was on uh, one of my webinar calls, she was a social media specialist, but what she did was she really supported um, the elderly. Well, not elderly, it was more mature. The elderly too, but more mature age people who 
wanted to connect with their family, particularly their grandchildren, through social media, yet they didn't really have access to computers was quite a new thing for them. And so having access to a computer system was new in itself and they weren't really at au fait with computers and technologies and so forth. And she was busy writing articles and she was on Twitter and doing all of those different things. And I asked her the question, I said, so where are you currently getting your new clients from? And she said, well, getting referrals. And where are you getting the referrals from? Well, people that I have you know, taken through my workshops and actually getting out there and, and handing out flyers. And I said to her, so do you think your ideal client who probably don't really spend that much time on uh, social media and maybe not that much time on the internet at all or on their computers, do you really think that they're going to be searching on Twitter and, and different you know, articles and things like that? And it was then that she this light bulb moment went you know one of her aha moments and she thought that's right here I am creating all this incredible content yet my ideal client is not really out there searching for me and she recognized that what she'd been doing already even on on a smaller scale had been working really well and that was bringing flyers when she'd finished a you know workshop she would say look if you've got a friend or a colleague or someone you know that would love to participate in a course like this in a workshop please hand them out my flyer and she had all of her contact details and so forth and once she recognized that she thought wow I'm going to do that more often so she really did set about and and, and structuring in her workshop you know the process whereby she would really generate referrals for herself and she started to collect names and telephone numbers and other things as well that worked really well for her and she recognized that by leveraging that system that very simple marketing plan then that was going to generate a lot more business and a lot more inquiries and she could reach out and you know talk to other places where these people would hang out, her ideal client would hang out rather than spending a lot of time and energy creating content and sharing that on the internet. What did she do with all of the other content? Well, we suggested package that all up together and add it as a bonus so that once you start to put you know, your clients through the introductory type workshops, when they were ready to move forward into maybe some of her introductory advanced classes or even intermediate classes that maybe give them access to some online pieces of content, you know, videos and articles and things like that, that would help them expand their learning. So she packaged it and put it as a bonus. I mean, what a fantastic thing to be able to offer some of the clients, a great way to continue to connect with them because she would say to them, look, continue to check back on my website because I'm always updating and adding some you know, bonus tips for you. Great way to continue to keep in touch, add value to an existing client base. And I tell you what, when you do that, they, the, your ideal clients, are going to become ambassadors for your business because they're going to love you so much. They're going to tell all of their friends and associates about your wonderful work. So that was just an example of how, you know, one particular client and she was she coached and mentored a specific group of people and really recognizing where are they? Where are they hanging out? How can I reach out to them and get my message into their hands and really leverage that as part of my marketing? If you try and stretch yourself too thin by chasing the shiny object syndrome, it's going to take your focus away and exactly as the example that I've just shared with you. All right, let's move on to 
procrastination. I've done a number of workshops in procrastination, but let me just say that there are a number of key areas that you need to address and ensure are in place before it gets to the stage of procrastination. There's so many different reasons and I want to share them with you today more as a bit of a list, a bit of a guideline to see where it is that you are getting stuck. Is it because there is something or a task that you just don't want to do? I mean, let's face it, if there's a task that we want to, don't want to do, we tend to put it off, put it off, put it off. I mean, I know myself, if I'm being really honest and transparent here, there's a couple of things that I've had on my to-do list for a little while till it gets to the point where I say, you know what, Anne-Marie, schedule it in and just do it or get one of my team to do it. So if you don't enjoy doing it, then can you see if you can get someone else to do that for you, a team member. Something else that I'll often do too is maybe batch things. And this is where you put a number of different tasks together and you treat it as a game. And, you know, if it's filing, say, for instance, I mean, do we like filing? Not really. I mean, I know I don't. If I know I need to put some things away and because a lot of my staff are virtual, So I don't actually have someone coming into my office to do filing, but I don't have that much filing, so it's not really going to take them that long. But what I might do is batch it and then play a game with myself. I'll put a timer on my iPhone and I'll see how much I can get done in that time. And I tell you what, that filing is put away neatly in a labelled file as quickly as possible because I want to make sure it's done before the timer goes off. I'm quite a competitive person, so that really inspires and motivates me. So if it's something you don't enjoy doing or don't really want to do, maybe treat it as a bit of a game, batch it and really see how quickly you can get that done quickly and efficiently, of course. Or if not, outsource it. Let someone else do it in the case of my one of my clients who got her bookkeeper, hired a bookkeeper and was um, able to really start focusing on the tasks that she really wanted to do. What about if it's something that you believe that you can't do? It's because something you haven't quite learned yet or there's some steps that you, you know, not quite sure on. Well, rather than just keep, you know, putting it off, make a commitment to yourself to reach out and ask someone, how do I do this? I mean, obviously, if it's a task that you want to learn and that you need to learn because it's something that a task that you need to do rather than, you know, it's a task that you can't outsource. Make a commitment to yourself and really structure your diary, your schedule to support you in learning how to do that. Maybe there's an emotional reaction around it that causes you to put that task off. And it may be fear of failure or fear of rejection. Um, I was just talking about that with a client today where she kept procrastinating for launching a product. And the reason was, was that she was very mindful and afraid that no one would sign up for it. So she never completed it and by not completing it meant she didn't need to launch it. So I mean at the moment, I mean we obviously don't have the time today to really look closely at procrastination. We'll leave that for a I could do a whole other show on that many, many series I think on around procrastination. But really once you recognize the reason why you're procrastinating, then you can start putting into place the steps to help you overcome that. It could even be that you haven't created the right environment and that is really scheduling it in your diary, giving yourself a time limit on it and a deadline. That in itself can be so inspiring and motivating. Remember years ago where 
you know, part of my business was career coaching. Still have that arm of my business, but I've got staff and team that work in that arm of my business. But I might be working with a client and I had to create a resume for them. And if they said to me, oh, you know, just whenever you're ready, that's fine. Well, whenever you're ready is really an open commitment, isn't it? If there's no fine deadline. So what happened? I really didn't schedule it. But if a client said, look, I'm going for a job interview at that day, well, that's the cutoff day, then I had a time in my diary that this is a deadline so I needed to work backwards and once that was in my diary and in my schedule I was committed to finishing it because I had that deadline so sometimes it's just a matter of scheduling something and that is going to make a significant difference in your business as well. The last point is treating your business like a hobby and that is when you're not making or you're taking what I call powerful business building steps and I've got a fantastic process, a step-by-step process that I use every time that I'm setting a 30-day bold goal or a 60 or a 90-day bold goal and by going through the step-by-step system and and I'll share that with you in an upcoming series, it really gets you focused on the action steps that you need to take and it really provides an environment that supports you. Now, one of the things that I'll often hear a client say is, well, I haven't really, or you know, ambitious entrepreneurs, other coaches say, well, I haven't really thought of a goal. I've got it in my head what I want to achieve, but they haven't really taken it out of their head and put it on paper. And I often share a story about some Harvard graduates that all had completed their studies and had achieved a similar GPA and some people decided to do a study on them and it wasn't till 10 years later that they revisited these same students who all had the same GPA or similar GPA that all studied the same topic. They revisited them 10 years later and a few of these graduates had done exceptionally well. And it boiled down to the graduates who'd done exceptionally well had done one thing differently than all of the others. They'd all done quite well, but these small group of people had done exceptionally well. And it was because every year and even throughout the year, this smaller group of graduates would take the time to write down their goals, get clear on what they wanted to achieve, write it down as well as identify the steps that they needed to take. Whereas the others pretty much had an idea of what they wanted to achieve and didn't do that at all. Let me ask you, would you go on a holiday without identifying where it is that you're going? an idea of how you're going to get there or do you just jump in the car or book yourself a ticket on the plane and go, I'm just going to hop on the plane, just hop in my car and just wherever the road may lead, that's where I'm going to get off. Now, in all honesty, you wouldn't do that, would you? Are you going to leave your business's success to that same, well, I'm just going to take one day as it comes and just see wherever I head. You can see if you take that sort of approach that you're really not going to set yourself little goals and, and, you know, work towards those goals and what action steps that you need to take. So, that is one way of really starting to treat your business as a business and not as a hobby. Something else too is to be very mindful of your time and boundaries of your time too. And we'll talk a lot more about that because I know as heart-centered coaches, we can often allow our boundaries to be overstepped by demanding clients, by colleagues, all of those different things. And really by doing that, 
we are treating our business like a hobby. I mean, if you're serious about building a successful business, if you really want to reach out and support people in overcoming whatever it is that they're struggling with, then you really want to start setting up these foundations so that you can go out and help more people. And that's something that I really want you to be mindful for. There's things that you've been doing in your business or not doing in your business. And you can see that, oh, you know, if I'm really honest with myself, I have been treating my business more as a hobby rather than a business, you know, an entity where I'm really serious about the things that I'm doing in my business. Make a commitment to yourself to change that in upcoming weeks. So, lots of content there. Hope it was helpful for you. Reach out and let me know what are your aha moments in today's call. What are three things that you are going to do moving forward that is going to eliminate? Because if you resonated, if you could see that some of those five things or maybe all of those five things are things that are occurring in your business and maybe the reason why you have not yet, yet, built the business of your dreams doing what you love. What are you going to do to change that? Let me know. I would really love to hear from you. What is it that you're going to implement? This is Anne-Marie. This is a new series that I'm launching, the Coaches Connection Series, Episode 1, Five Common Reasons That Will Keep Your Business Stuck. Hope it was helpful for you. Till we meet again, stay brilliant, stay inspired and have a fantastic week. Bye for now, everyone. If you're a coach and you've been struggling to grow your business and you'd like to get access to my Biz Success Series for Coaches that I mentioned at the beginning of this show, the link to do that is www.bizsuccesskitforcoaches.com. Now that's www.bizsuccesskitfor, now the number four, coaches.com. Are you a specialist who supports small business? and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast, and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>